don't know where you should learn to talk, but it has the most peculiar dialect. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. This is episode 38. Um, my name is Roger Heathers and with me, as always, is... Declan Kitchener. Hello! We're so sorry. We're so sorry. It's been too long. It has been a while. So uh, you probably noticed on your podcast feed or wherever that we are back after... Ten it, months. Is a sabbatical the right word? Um, migration might be a better one. I suppose so, yeah, because we've both moved. Um, We're not in Cornwall anymore. That was our one defining feature. And now that we're both not in Cornwall, um, we're nearer to each other now, living nearer to each other. Well, we we, we were living up. close to each other in Cornwall. It's just that you moved like in the beginning of the year and then I couldn't uh, like drive up every time to meet you uh, and vice versa. And now that we live relatively close to each other, we can actually do this again. Exactly. And by this... I just want to pin this all on you, essentially. <laughs> this is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so basically, if, if you're new listening to this show, um, it's the Weekly Song Podcast, and we write a song in a week. We have seven days to write a new song, and uh, it's been challenging because we haven't actually done that that for a while. Yes, yeah. Oh, I should also ho- uh, note that we have not actually heard each other's songs before. So you, the reactions you hear on the podcast, except if we have to do retakes, are um, uh, completely <laughs> fresh. And in which case you can hear us just going... Wow! Like I said, we haven't heard well, it seven times. Well done! It's such a, such a music. Uh, yeah, so we write a song in a week and then we get to hear each other's songs on the spot and we sort of take them apart and discuss what chords we used. Um, what know. influences, uh, like what inspired certain bits of it and like uh, which bits we've ripped off from the Beatles. Exactly, you're going to be hearing quite a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Not so much this week from me, I must admit. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I I ripped mine off, but not from the Beatles. Okay, interesting. Plagiarism, um, woo! And uh, Declan's going first this week. Bollocks. Uh, so this is this is a song that is called "Fight a Landslide." Um, originally, it was just called "Landslide," and then I remembered that Fleetwood Mac had that very famous song, and I thought, nope, not not wrestling in on Fleetwood Mac stuff, and. Uh, goes like this. Won't you go? 
Is that a hard one vocally? Yes, yeah. It's got quite a range to it. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, basically, the bit I was struggling with is on the uh, chorus, um, where uh, I've said before, my top comfortable note is E. Sometimes I can push it to an F. Uh, and that bit was going from a D to an F sharp. <laughs> which is why it just ends up going into... Like, I forget trying to pronounce the word and just try and hit the note. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was that one this I week. I really like it. I, I think it's, um, it's kind of a, it's a different direction for you. Like, what, I was trying to put my finger on what the influence was musically. Is there a particular couple of influences that uh, inspired it, it? It was sort of, um, inspired by listening to more Rory Gallagher. Um, I've been getting back into him in a big way recently. And, um... There's this song of his I absolutely love called uh, Bad Penny, which is uh, sort of... That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I was listening to a live recording of it and he was managing to sort of do part of the rhythm and part of the lead at the same time, which I was just thinking Ooh, like... Oh, I like it when people do yeah. that. In a three-piece band as well. It's just like, how how are you doing that? So that sort of started me off just thinking like well is there anything I can do that I can sort of keep part of the rhythm and part of the verse uh, part of the um, melody going which is uh, how I sort of started thinking so I got my chords together for the chorus and the main riff bit which was just D hammer onto uh, from the A string onto a B keeping that D shape there mm -hmm. and then because we all know I love chromatic movement to absolute death uh, it's just moving uh, from B C C sharp D but the way it's doing that is uh, hammering onto the C and there's that's A to uh, C sharp uh, A over C sharp if that makes sense sure I've probably just confused everybody the, in the audience the thing I really like about that kind of mixes a couple of different flavors together which i really like so for example and i'm not going to play this correctly exactly but the you, the riff could be just something like um and just stay like that you know that sort of like almost like a dio type of feel you know yes, but the fact yeah. you go at the end it's kind of like <laughs> you're mixing that sort of like bluesy rock thing with like um undertones of like melodic semitonal movement stuff and I think that's what I meant by what influenced it. It was like, it's got a lot to it. It's not just like a rock song or just like a chordy song. It's kind of got a few different elements. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's literally just built out of the thought experiment. And then like, uh, it's just trying to come up with ways that you can keep the bass notes going and put a melody on top, which the only thing I could sort of work out how to do on the fretboard was the... Uh... Something like that. But that last few sequence of notes where you're heading up to the 12th fret 
that is a pain in the ass to do. So that's why I was substituting it half the time for the... Which is like a similar thing, yeah. but just done around the third fret. Which uh, just means that I don't have to worry about trying to do that all the time. For you uh, audio listeners at home, what Declan's playing there when he plays the, the higher strings is like, it's a lot of different shapes to get up there and it looks quite difficult to play, basically. Yeah, it's like exercising, like keeping your thumb going at the right speed to do the... and get the... Like, there's no one position I can rest my fingers in to yeah. get that shape <laughs> exactly. to move up, which is why it just ends up being like a power chord bass thing there. Yeah, so that's where that came from. Then mm -hmm. the rest of the uh, first progression is just trying to get down to an A, so start the same two chords, D minor, B minor, gap chord, A. So it's just mm -hmm. a case of like, well, what fits between those two? Let's put a B flat in there, mm -hmm. which is just how that bit happens. It just makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it, like, this isn't like the cleverest thing I've ever written. This is literally just, I threw some chords together to try and like make this experiment work. And then uh, the last little bit melodically that I ripped off from uh, Rory Gallagher, mm -hmm. sorry, Rory, um, is... Uh, in the middle of Bad Honey, it has a bit where being based around D minor, uh -huh. it just ends up going to C. Break section, so I thought I'd try a similar thing, but I'd just base it around B flat instead. God, that's such a good section. That's what I wanted to mention. That's when you wake, isn't it? Yeah. And when you wake, you will fly. Uh, yeah, so for those of you who can't read my mind, um, what I'm playing there in basic chord shapes is B flat, E major, uh, and A major. So. just trying to match my voice to the melody that I'm putting in there on the guitar as well mm -hmm. because why think of trying to do counterpoints or anything like that when I've only got a week <laughs> so the E major acts as a major second in your well because it's weird because you're playing in D the majority of the time but it's D minor and D major you kind of alternate between which one you'll resolve to right y yes yeah and then so when you put that E in what I like about that is uh, for those of you who have, who have and haven't listened before, my theory is not what it could be, but um, I really like it when somebody puts a major second into a uh, a major scale. Basically, um, you know, it has a nice flavour. I think that's what gives that that bridge or that middle section such a nice feel. The movement of the notes is great. Is what I'm saying. Thank you. That's that's appreciated. Ah. But then, like, it's also trying to think of a way, like. It'd be cool if I could like include part of that at the end, which is why it goes back to that B flat for the. Oh yeah, like, right. Because it, you know, it's a little weird, but it doesn't sound like the worst thing that's ever been written. Mm. And I sort of like sort of the combining the two elements to try and make it work. I was going to try and put some vocals over that, but like my my brain shut down and said no. Mm. Just focus on the one thing. But this is kind of meant to be like a blues rock with bass and drums 
possibly a rhythm guitarist, depending on how rich you're feeling, um, and shouty sort of rough vocals. Uh, yeah, it's it's not like a masterpiece or anything, but you know, it does the job. I think hopefully. I like. I really like it. I think it's a great, great song. I mean, yeah, I really like it. And the thing about the thing at the end, I was going to say, is the fact you got that variation from the middle section right at the end of that riff. I think, you know, uh, any guitarists out there who go and see live music, like you and I, I know that if we're watching a guitarist or something in a band and we're seeing some live music, or even if they're playing by themselves, and they throw in something at the end which is different to what you'd expect the riff to be, it makes you prick up your ears and go, oh, cool. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's still going. And it's yeah, still got good bits in it. He's still got new ideas uh, being woven in. I think that's that's a really cool <clears throat> part of it. So um, the only other question I was going to say is, um, lyrically, sort of what, what inspired it? Um, running out of time and having to get the words done in five minutes kind of inspired it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's... It's again. It's that angsty depression. Fight back against whatever it is. Um, bear in mind that about a month ago, I had to try and find a house in a week. So that a lot of that sort of struggling sort of thing is coming out in that. Of course. Uh, which um, the second verse is very obliquely and very specifically at the same time, like referencing things that happened in that week, mm-hmm. um, which I will not go into. Um, but yeah, the. The rest of it is sort of just a bit more generic. There is one Doctor Who reference in there slightly, because there always has to be. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, this is the man who was going to start the sh- new show off with the Doctor Who theme tune instead of the regular theme we have. It's fine, copyright law will let us do it. No, it won't. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've recently been re-watching all of Matt Smith's run on Blu-ray, and... Uh, uh, there's one line that always stuck with me from the 50th anniversary special, which I don't like entirely, that show, but um, there's bits of it I like. And one of the lines I like is, essentially there's this, long story short, there's this secret incarnation of the Doctor that they all pretend to forget about and everything. And uh, he looks towards his future and he sees what good guys the Doctor's going to be in the future. And he just says, great men are forged in fire, it's a privilege of lesser men to light the flame. Hmm. which uh, it's referring to himself like you know if I do this atrocious act then you know these two are going to have so much guilt on it that they're going to help so many people etc 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 that's an amazing quote is that a Doctor Who original? I think so yeah it's like it's bitching man <laughs> that's good I like that I'm going to tell Stephen Moffat you said that um, <laughs> which is where that you're, uh, so that you get to prove your desire men lesser men will jump start the fire to mark you have the gun etc it's, hmm. it's essentially what I was doing for Barry Lyndon just trying to rewrite the line and put it in the song I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry Reppin Barry I should say oh yeah yeah okay so this is my song that I wrote in a week ahoy hoy ahoy hoy sorry I've just seen One. that on Roger's <laughs> I've just seen that on Roger's uh, whiteboard he's got a little picture of Mr Burns <laughs> Joe drew that um, who I do this thing Pea Green Boat with and every time he comes round he, um, he draws a new um what do you call it? No, he writes a new thing that Bone says. So far, we've had one and a hoy hoy. I think I preferred one. I just want to go over there later and just write, is it about my cube? <laughs> <laughs> is it about my cube? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Back on track. Yeah, this is my song that I wrote in a week. It's called The Party Inside the House. <gasps> and it's very short. 
Oh no, it's all broken <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> they get to stay inside for a party. Yay! <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just had to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> singer songwriter like mold i love the jazz voicings in it as well like it's like you can tell you've been listening to a lot of lemon twigs yeah <laughs> that's the, probably the downside of it more than anything but no that's it's cool like it's very much suits your voice not just like your singing voice but like your voice as a songwriter like it's beautifully constructed thank Where you the hell did you begin i began with Remember, I, I texted you during the week because we were texting back and forth, like, are we going to even have a song? You know, how's your song coming along? And the first thing I said was, I have a chord. <laughs> Which chord, chord was that? That's such a lovely chord. D major 7. Um, and the reason... I've just kind of had this chord floating around in my head a little bit recently because um, I went to go and see my friend Javon and she is learning guitar. And oh, right. we, I was just We were just talking about chords and I was showing her a couple of things and then I showed her that one and I said... I don't know why, but I always call this D-Tropical. I've never said that aloud to anybody, but I said to her, I always call it D-Tropical, and she laughed. And and then, so I just had that going around in my head, because it's just, it reminds me of, like, um, a desert island for some reason, you know? Um, so I started with that, and I had this idea of... I just had a lyric come to me, like, in the week, while well, I had this chord floating around, which was... Ah... Uh, 
you're free to walk the grounds at night when you're not here, basically. So it's like about this person who works in this like manor house. Mm. Um, there's no real great depth to this or anything. It's just like you said, I needed, I needed something to allow this song to some kind of infrastructure for the song to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I needed the chords and I needed the lyrics, and I came up with this simple thing of this person who works in this house and doesn't want to work in this house, and then when they don't work there, they're allowed to walk around but they don't ever leave the grounds. So it's a kind of a... It's a very basic, um, almost meaningless sort of a topic. But I had that. So I started off with that chord. It's a very evocative image, though. Well, it's... It's kind of just about not liking your job, basically. (laughs) So... Well, there we go. Mass relatability. Fantastic. Quids in. Um, So, yeah, I had that. And then um, I wanted to try some different voicing. So I've been... Over the past few months, I've been trying to expand the different chords I play, basically. So, th- things you like... monster. Things like that. Those type of chords, like jazz voicings, like you say. So I thought, that would be good. And then that kind of creates that suspense. So that's a diminished, isn't it? I don't know what that is. That's um, an A minor with an F sharp in it. So I believe yeah, that does make it a diminished chord. Um, but I don't now you say that, I'm not so sure. Well, I'm not exactly sure what it's called, but I, I found It's beautiful, it's... nonetheless. <laughs> For those of you at home, if you can play the guitar, that's a D shape, uh, but D, ma- D major 7 shape with the root note moved up a semitone. Yes. And so... I had those two. And that just seemed to kind of like have some movement to it. And that just wants to kind of fall to a G in my mind and do the old minor plagal cadence, as we like to do, which is uh, the minor fourth of a scale. Um, and I thought rather than just re- revolving, resolving back to um, that, I'd resolve back to the D tropical. Well, it's sort of, it's a very open chord. It's sort of, you could very easily stop, but you could very easily keep going. Absolutely, yeah. So it's like, it's kind of, you can sing all the resolution notes you want to sing there it still has this sort of like you could hit up to like that sort of yeah. area where you sort of you're expecting to move and it still kind of works exactly and so I kind of had that and so that's like a that's a verse rotation in my mind I was like okay I can come up with some lyrics for that and stuff with the concept I have but I don't know if you ever had this I'm sure you do with the type of songwriter you are where I'll have a chord progression that I could make easy but I don't because I want to try something else to yeah, better, you know? That's why I was doing... That's why I was actually trying to do melody and, like, chord at the same time in this week's song. Yeah, exactly. So with this one, I could just go like this. And it would work. Five, one. It might even work, quote-unquote, better. But I... I don't I, think so. But I... Or... or uh, well, not better, exactly, but... It would just be easier, I easier, suppose. Easier to sort of pick up the first time round. Exactly. But with this one, I I took a an A7 type of shape, you know, and I just accidentally moved it up to... I, I moved the fretted the fretting fingers up a semitone. This is hard to do when it's, like, only audio for people so, at home, but... So it's uh, the D and the B strings, he's playing the third fret on those. Rather than the second of an A... 7 chord yeah. yeah and then I'm sliding down from that to a regular A7 but that's kind of this beautiful like uh, sort of te- tension and release we talk about it all the time but it's also like you have you ever been taught how to play that sort of cod um, 
uh, flamenco music way. Yeah. It's the same sort of idea where you just like move the whole thing up and it introduces so much dissonance that you just can't wait for it to go back down to the... Absolutely. And it's, yeah, that's exactly it. Like it, it just introduces almost like a, um, a an unearned template for tension and release. Mm. Like by doing that, you're not exactly like going... I know what this chord is. It's just it's just moving your fingers up and down. Which, let's be honest, that's what a lot of playing guitar is. It's just going. I, th- I think. I think you can go so far as to say that's all of playing guitar. <laughs> yeah. And so I had that, and then I've also been playing a lot recently with. Um, you might have to correct me with this because I, I might have the wrong term for this, but if you're playing diatonically, as in actually inside a scale. There's certain points within that scale where you can turn a chord into a seventh chord, and so you're playing not diatonically, or you can do a major fourth into a minor fourth, that's non-diatonic. But then there's diminished runs, I think they're diminished runs, which you can which you can kind of like ladder up from those chords to go completely non-diatonic. So for example, if you're playing in C major and you go to the major third, E major or E major seven. Suddenly, you have this opportunity. And I don't know exactly what that is, but... You know a lot more about it than I do. <laughs> but um, it's basically a diminished run, so... this I've just kind of discovered this thing, which I just find really exciting and really fun to play with, where when you're playing non diatonically so you're in C major, and then you go down to the E... That's been like a little uh, staple lick of yours for a little bit, which is always a kind of a cool one. Um, so the two ways I found to do that is, and you can do it with, you know, if you're playing in C and you go to an F minor, um, your F minor chord would allow you to have, again, the G sharp that was also in the E that we just spoke about. Mm. And it just allows all this this extra tone and flavour to come out of the chord progression. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is, at the end of that chord progression, I wanted to do something with that A7, because whenever you have a 7th, it's open. It's open-ended to do that diminished stuff. But you can also easily transfer it to another key if you wanted to. Exactly. That's it. So, and I was just, I just came up with that. That is lovely. Which say. isn't the same as. It's related to it, but it's just I don't know exactly what it is. And I just, I was like, oh, cool. That's that's nice. And that's kind of the point where I texted you saying I think I might have a song. You know. Um, and then the next part was uh, this bridge. Again, that sort of diminished feel. And then to B minor. Um, that chord. Do you know what that is? That is an. D diminished? D diminished. So I got B minor, possibly D diminished. A minor, C minor, which is the minor fourth of G major, which you discover at that point is the new key of the song, right? Mm. And then just a classic like singer-songwriter type of walk down, you know, to the major second of G or the fifth of D. Mm. So now that allows you to either be to go back to G somehow or transition back to the verse. So you've kind of gone through this whole um, modulation without really letting the listener know too much about it, you know? I suddenly feel very inadequate. 
This is all a complete accident, by the way. This isn't this isn't like formulated thinking or anything, um, joined up thinking. But um, yeah, I just uh, once I had that, it just made sense to go to to there, and I just kind of put these chords together. And I was like, hang on a second, I'm in G. Why am I in G? And then I was like, I can use to go back to the D. And that's pretty much all the song is, then it just repeats itself. It's, it's very simple, it's just as verse, chorus, verse, chorus. There's nothing really to it, structurally. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to... I Basically, more than this being a song, I want it to just be, like, a place... Well, like, a, a way to exercise those new diminished runs and stuff inside of a song rather than just playing the guitar, hmm. if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just a song about a house. That's beautiful, though. Thank you. That's absolutely fantastic. I hope you get to do that uh, on a project one day. Do you envisage that more as like a guitar song or more like a piano song when you get the time? Um, a guitar song, I suppose, because it's all the shapes are so so based on the based inside the guitar um, from where it is, especially like. Well, I think I know how to play that on the piano, but it's just. I don't know, you kind of get a different feel with it on guitar because you're literally climbing up the fretboard and mm. you just get a different feel with it. And also, all those sort of like... You don't get the same resonance on a piano playing those sorts of chords. It's not quite as pronounced. Exactly. So, yeah, I reckon it would be a guitar song. But, um, yeah, so that's my song this week. That is absolutely beautiful. So that's all for this week's episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. If you uh, enjoyed what you like, then please subscribe to us on like enjoy iTunes. Enjoy what you like. <laughs> Shout out! It's been a while. Did you want to do this? I don't know. You were doing great. You were doing great. I just thought it was funny. If you enjoy what you've heard, then subscribe to us either on our SoundCloud or on our iTunes or on any other service that we're on. Roger will probably list them off in a second, the ones that I've forgotten. If you want to get in contact with us, uh, get in contact with uh, weeklysongpodcast.gmail.com and we will read your emails. Please send them to us. We're so desperate for attention of any sort. Um, and then we'll be back here next week with a new song. Where can they find you, Roger? They can find me at rogerheathers.com. Um, where you can find my music and that sort of thing. I'm also on YouTube, Twitter and Instagram, at Roger Heathers. Um, one thing you can do that would be a really good, big favour to us is to leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That'll do the show big favours, and we'd appreciate it. Um, it makes our they... egos feel good. Where could they find you? Nowhere. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's a SoundCloud link on the uh, to my profile on the page on soundcloud that's a brilliant sentence you can find a link to my soundcloud page on the weekly song podcast sound uh soundcloud um and that's about it really uh although i will say uh with roger seeing as it's been about 10 months since we last did one of these he's actually had at least three new projects out his volume two which is great uh winter tape six which is also great and maybe on board which features the best bass playing in the world <laughs> I can say that because I was playing bass for him. And uh, Declan, I owe you 20 quid. I'll give that to you after the podcast. Ah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I so, eat tonight. Uh, yeah, no, check them out if you, if you like the sound of, of those things. Um, Ge- Rogerheathers.com. Genuinely, they're really good. And Winter Tape 6 and Maybe I'm Bored both feature fully produced versions of songs from earlier episodes of the podcast. So if you wanted to hear what they sounded like in his head, then, you know, go along and check those out. Yes, absolutely, please do. And thank you for that. Um, 
so yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening, and uh, have a good day. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All right. Ready to begin? Yeah, as much as I'll ever be. I don't know where you should learn to talk, but it has the most peculiar dialect. I fucked up with thoughts. That has to stay. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not good. That's not good. I was trying to be smart and play... The right notes. Yeah. Controversially. Let's try and get this right. One, two, one, two, three, four. I don't know where you learn to talk, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I mean. I know it fits. I just have to get it right. I don't know where talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like putting on the slightly posh accent as well, you're doing it. <laughs>